Hey, listener, thank you for pressing play. This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, Marvel Studios releases dates for five new MCU movies. Geek boner. The Joker movie officially becomes the most profitable comic book movie ever, and a sequel is in the works. Or is it? What? And why release the Snyder Cut is trending suddenly two years after the Justice League movie came out. Plus, a Patreon-sponsored movie review of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, our thoughts on Watchmen on HBO and The Mandalorian, and balls. Lots of talk about balls. You'll see why all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Wednesday, November 20th, 2019. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Jock and nerd podcast. Why? I don't know. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Krabs out there. Let's give it up. Hey, it's Denise Richards, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast with your host, Anthony. Why does this show get so sexual all the time? Imran. Spread the geek grease, spread your asshole, I don't know, spread everything. And Rug Boy. I'm doing that right now. Giving you all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news reviews and whatever they choose. It's hard, my hand gets tired. Which hand? The one that I'm using to check off. I love it, and you will too. But uh, I love cocks. <laughs> you love cocks? Well, now you have that drop. it up two times listener what's up welcome to the jock and nerd podcast jock and nerd my name is imran my name's anthony he's the jock he's a nerd and he's the rug boy what's up rugs what's up listen that slightly new intro is all gonna make sense in context of this episode uh shout out to the lovely denise richards uh, we got a nice, uh, it's not a sausage fest in the intro. What'd you guys think of that? I played that for you cold. It's nice to have a lady on that used to be really hot. I, she's still, she's still a looker. Uh, I mean, wild things and starship troopers. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, still. I have the memories. <laughs> not still. I mean, that goes against your argument though. <laughs> what? You said she's still a looker and then you and then quoted I, I, movies that came yes. out 20 years ago well i can't think of anything uh well she's on the real housewives of california oh, she, oh, she was, i really enjoyed looking at her for a very long time listen any person that can survive the crazy that is charlie sheen and still come out you know without with their sanity yeah. good for her look man you should be proud i mean look arnold isn't what he used to be you that's know, right neither is sliced alone but you know that's right. And, uh, you know, the, uh, it's a little raunchy intro, but there's a reason because you guys, you know how we always uh, somehow end up starting with fucking dick and ball jokes. Yeah, that's how we get warmed up. That's how we like get warmed easy, up. low hanging fruit. But I'm bump. Guess what, listener? We're about to get paid by talking about dick and ball jokes because we've got really? a new sponsor support for this episode of the Jock and Nerd podcast comes from Manscaped. Dot com. Oh, shit. Uh, Rux, oh, shit. You guys heard of the Manscaped? I know what Manscaping is. <laughs> I uh, It's Manscaped. I don't think it's... The, the website is Manscaped.com, but I believe the brand is just Manscaped, Imran. The, so you- the brand is Manscaped. They are the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Anthony, uh, what do you know about Manscaped? So it's funny you ask. <laughs> Before this sponsor got brought on, 
I was actually already using the product. Oh, oh shit. This oh, is, you're already a user. I was already well, I was already partaking in manscaping, and then I decided to take it up a notch. Yeah. When I saw these promos for Manscaped on YouTube, and I bought in, and I am a proud owner of the Lawnmower 2.0. The Lawnmower 2.0 electric trimmer. Anthony, let me ask you something. You're, you're out there. You get out there with clubs with the ladies. You know this is the fashion of the day. Are untrimmed pubes a thing of the past? Oh, yeah. You, uh, if you're walking around with the Amazon forest down there and you're <laughs> expecting to get laid, it ain't happening, son. What are the reasons against it besides the fact that it makes you look really manly? You have hairy balls. I don't think it makes you look manly. I think it just makes you look dirty. Um, I mean, you don't want to be down there and you can't, uh, you know. Well, I, you don't, don't want to be flossing with pubes is what I'm saying. I, does it make your <laughs> dick look bigger if you have less yes. pubes? I think this is a very big part of this. That's what I was trying to get at. Because oh. think about your house. When you trim the bushes around your house, your house looks a little bit bigger. A little bit prouder. It stands with confidence. That's true. You, you don't want a you don't want a pube being longer than your flaccid. No, penis. You're not it's trying all, to obscure your penis. It's all perspective. So a huge bush, <laughs> guys. You need to get the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Already uh, got it. Yeah, oh, you got it. And they were nice enough to send me and Anthony uh, one of these Perfect Packages 2.0. It contains the Lawnmower 2.0 electric trimmer, which is really nice. You charge it via USB. It's got like a black rubber grip. It's kind of like an, uh, an Apple product. Like the design is great. It feels yeah. it feels like a Wacom stylus, very high end. I, I would just to add, it's it's it has different guards too. So if you have different lengths that you prefer down there, you can throw on a little guard. So action. can you put this thing right on your balls? You can, yeah. Yes, so, you can. So what this is curing is not only the fact that men need to manscape, but you know, when you were manscaping before this product, a lot of people were probably using razors or scissors or whatever, Ouch. and and you were probably nicking the, the yeah. nutsack a little bit. So the lawnmower two point it's a, it's, it's can go, go right on the balls. It's pretty well done. Clean you up. What, uh, what else you get, rugs? In this perfect package two point you get crop preserver, which is basically ball deodorant, anti chafing ball deodorant. If your balls stick to your legs, uh, you want to use this crop preserver, and then a crop reviver. Which I guess Anthony, what do you do? This you just spritz it on yourself before you go out. Give you a little. Give a little tingle, a little pepper. Yeah, it, gives you a, it gives you a little, uh, a, a little refresher just to keep everything moist and uh, keep it uh, smelling nice down there. <laughs> I'll tell you something. This morning, I did try the bald deodorant. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this on. And I knew all day around, walking around, I knew that whatever happens today, however this goes, I know that my balls are going to smell good. Oh, did shit. you shave your balls, Imran? I, I tried the trimmer. <laughs> it works great. Not a yeah, big insight. This. All right, like Imran, are you sitting there with like a in a mirror? Are you no, just going blind? Here's what you're happens: just, you're I, just blindly shaving your balls. I shave my balls, and it looks like Santa Claus just had a beard trim. <laughs> That's what it ends up looking like. It's kind of what's going on. But wait, there's more. It looked like Patrick Stewart's bald head. <laughs> yes, it looked like X-Men. Steve Martin oh went God. for a hair trim, and it's his left. Uh, like, how many just, people are throwing <laughs> up right now? <laughs> Look, it's all clean because I use the ball deodorant and the crop reviver. But you also get a pair of uh, boxer briefs and a lovely travel bag, and then they have this hilarious fake newspaper called the Manscaped Daily, and the headline is "We Save Balls," and then the whole thing is about how to take care of uh, your your junk down there. Well, I was gonna say what's awesome about those boxer briefs is they're labeled Manscaped, so 
nice product placement. Yep, yep. But also lets your partner know if they're going down there that uh, you're trimmed. Oh, this guy's got manscaped Someone's products. Someone's yeah. the brush with a machete for you. Woman. Yeah. I mean, I think, hey, and listen, for our listeners, we have uh, a great promo code. You can get 20% off free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. Ah, I see what they did there. 20% off free shipping. Uh, well, BIGHEADS, the code is really all of this is thanks to uh, our buddy Mark Phillips and the Big Heads Media Network, which we recently joined. The guy's doing a bang-up job leveraging all the podcasts on the network. The MyBookie ad also came from him. This is a network-wide ad from Big Heads. So bang-up job with the network, Mark Phillips, and thanks to Jason Dutch for kind of pushing us onto Mark Phillips to join. He just kind of attacked him and said, here, take these guys. Uh, and now we got to talk about trimming our balls. I, this is a great gift for ladies, too. You get it for your man. You send them a message without actually having to send them a message. You know what I mean? Clean, clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Your balls will thank you. Now, nerd. Is there like a female equivalent to the to this uh, technology? I'm sure a female can use this yes, technology. I imagine they could. Um, it's not necessarily the target demo, but I don't see why you couldn't use it if yeah. you were a female. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's Listen. like you're a hairy bush. Could you please use this? Thank you. Use the code BIGHEADS, manscaped.com. You will get 20% off. Free shipping. I, I bought it before it was a sponsor, so you know it's legit. Uh, uh, yes, and Anthony uses it, so if you have any questions, please send them to Anthony. He'd be happy to help. I'm uh, happy to go over <laughs> grooming tips with thanks. you. He loves to talk about his clean balls. Thanks to Manscaped for uh, giving us clean balls. All right, you ball heads. Let's get to the geek news. The Jock, Jock and Nerd Podcast. Ah, podcast my mom pretty proud of. It's a hard transition to go from ball trimming to like MCU movies and shit, but we're going to try. We're going to go ahead and try. Denise Richards. Who do you would, think has the least hairy balls be of ball- the Marvel Universe? Oh, that's a good question. Rugs, what do you use? I know <laughs> I know they can't ship you like a singer sewing machine. I don't know. What do you use? I don't like, have a dick and balls. Yeah, but there's attachments. I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I got Velcro ones you can put on. I'll send you a hot glue gun and some cotton. I just I have know. assorted ones. I got ones that are hairy. Yeah. I got ones that are like look like a five-year-old's so dick. You're, you're, I got, you're I got black man, ones. You're mad shit. I got a oh, vagina shit. I put on every once well, in a while. Your situation is whole different. Sounds very freeing and progressive. I love. Yeah, it. well, when the, the person who decides to make you <laughs> yes. doesn't put it on, you got to you got to support yourself somehow. Yeah. Thanks for Manscaped for supporting our balls. Anyways, what was I talking about? Fucking MCU guys. It feels like uh, we've been in a long drought of MCU content. You know, uh, the past few years they've given us like a November movie. Uh, the next thing coming out is Black Widow. May 1st of 2020, and it seems like a really long time away. Uh, well, they just uh, released new dates for movies coming out all the way through 2023. Geek boner. So we can expect after 2020, four Marvel movies a year and TV shows. Uh, here's what we got so far. So like I said, Black Widow. Coming out May 1st, 2020. Then we will get the Eternals in November 6th, 2020. And that's it for 2020 because we're going to have a couple of Disney Plus shows, two Marvel movies. 2021, Shang-Chi in February, Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness in May, the Spider-Man 3 movie in July, and then Thor 4, Thor Love and Thunder in November. Nice coverage of the year. 
Now the next that, that ends phase four or phase four of movies, right? Uh, that would be that would be the end of their phase four, right? Thor, Love and Thunder is gonna be the end in all the Disney Plus shows leading up to that. So I imagine in twenty twenty one they'll have like the She Hulk and Moon Knight and uh Miss Marvel coming out to end phase four. Then previously announced there's an untitled Marvel film February twenty twenty two, Black Panther two for May twenty twenty two. They have an untitled film, July 29, 2022. And then here's the new dates. October 2022, untitled Marvel film. That's four in 2022. And then 2023, February, May, July, and November. They're getting back to spreading it out over the year. But they're dropping four movies over three in three consecutive years. Yeah, and that's amazing. In, along with all the Disney Plus shows. Along so. with all the shows. What do you guys think we're going to see? I think there are some likely bets here. Anthony, what do you think these are? Well, Ant-Man 3 got announced. Yep. yep right. Yep, Blade got announced. Yep, that'll be a phase five. Guardians four, 3 got announced. Right? Yep. That's going to happen with James Gunn. What about Captain it? Marvel 2 is a no-brainer. Yep. So we've got, what, four right there? Yep. One, two, three, four. Uh, now your your couple of your wild cards are will there be another Avengers movie? They now right. owned the X Men and the Fantastic Four. Right, uh, right. Deadpool. What is the state of Deadpool and X Force? Will there be? Could one of these be Deadpool three? Maybe that February one, like they did with the first hmm. Deadpool. Deadpool. I think it's going to be something that in- involves Kang. Oh, time Kang. travel, Kang. Kang, either time travel or interdimensional travel that's going to now somehow introduce mutants and all that stuff for the next phase. That are Basically, at the end of this, we're going to now be in a completely different kind of Marvel universe. That's what I think. Well, what would you guys do first between the X-Men and the Fantastic Four? Now, the X-Men, there's been some solid movies and some shitty movies. 19 years of history there and and most recent we've had a, an x-men movie we have never had a good fantastic four movie uh at all hard property to translate if you were them anthony what would you try to attempt to tackle first i'd go fantastic four ah i i was also thinking ff even it being the riskier one let's try to get a good fantastic four yeah movie. And i think x-men there's still a little bit of lingering from the last one. I think you give it some time. Yeah, I think it still needs a little time. Rugs, if you were Kevin Feige, what would you tackle first? I don't know. I think X-Men's got more um, opportunity for inclusivity and all that stuff and uh, statements about uh, oppressed people. Yep. And uh, Fantastic Four seems more white bread. I mean, they could make the, you know, the Storm brother and sister uh, not white, which would help or whatever, or, but I don't think they can really do much with that. But X Men, you can do so much more with. I mean, both movies can deal with like family issues and who, what a family right. means. But I'm just looking at what Marvel's doing. Right. Like they're trying this whole, like, let's get everybody on board. Let's get everybody invested. Let's get everybody to think that they're represented and stuff like that. So, uh, that's how I feel about, uh, how Marvel's going about things. I don't think they're going with, What's our best prop? Like they might be thinking, what's going to be the thing that we do in the future down the line? And they're probably going to want to do House of M, yeah, or something big like that, or Avengers versus X Men, or something like huge. Uh, so they have to set it up. So they have to. I would say the X Men is the go to thing. 
See, as a as a as a fan, I kind of I agree with Anthony. I kind of want to see them do what they would do a Fantastic Four because it's kind of low hanging fruit, really. After just a quick side, I know yeah. you had uh, you'd mentioned Deadpool after yeah. being uh, or watching Disney Plus, yes, um, for a little bit now, and watching actually a Captain Midnight video on Disney Plus. Okay. I am definitely now convinced that if they were to do a Deadpool and include him in the MCU, it would be a PG thirteen Deadpool. Oh, but it didn't work with the Deadpool two PG thirteen. Unless, oh, well, yeah, because yeah. that movie was released after the right. R. Now, if you do it intentionally, like where. Wade tries to swear and he is and aware of being, being censored. Yeah. And he's it might just, be clever. It could be clever. He's just but frustrated. But they're not doing an R. Ah, man, how can they and would, no, no no they no way with the MCU being on Disney Plus would they do no. an R. Yeah, but like no. how do you think that Disney would have how far are they going to go? They're not even going to go as far as a PG-13. I thought go. they were committed to an R-rated Deadpool movie. I just I'm just after seeing how, what's on Disney yeah, Plus, there's yeah. no way. Yeah. That would break just, the brand. Like PG thirteen, you could go pretty far, you know. So they're not even gonna go close to that edge. They're gonna be like so far away from that edge. Maybe have the word shit in there, you know. That about it. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I did. I did watch on Disney Plus Home Alone one and two. Yeah. yeah and that's in awesome. Home Alone, he does swear and yes. call them, "Hey, you big horse's ass, come and get me." <laughs> that's barely a swear. Yeah, it's it's he does say horses. Have you ever seen that movie, The Good Son, with uh, Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood? That's a real fucked up movie, dude. Macaulay gets it's like imagine Kevin McAllister as an evil dude who gets to say fuck. Save age. Yes, I love that. I was like, oh, Macaulay gets to swear. I like a young Elijah Wood. Very young Elijah Wood. A young and tight Elijah Wood. Now, would (laughs) would Ryan Reynolds still be on board with um, neutering the Deadpool, even if they threw him a shitload of money? He took a picture in there, front of there Marvel Studios. There is a Studios. way to do it with PJ, PG-13 if you're clever with it. And, and he the, acknowledges yeah. that he's trying to swear and he's been bought out and he, he keeps trying to and things happen. It could be a very meta corporatization, you know, of superhero movies. And There's like, a clever way to do it. I'm not sure if they could yeah. figure that they could execute it, though. Well, I mean, it's exciting. After this little lull, we will have lots of Marvel content at least through 2023. Uh, before we continue, quick call to action for the listener uh i want to ask the listener for their help you know we've been doing the show for over four and a half years now over 300 episodes oh shit and for the first time i have created a quick audience survey to help us make the show better for you listener are you sure you want to do this yes i am putting this out there i know this is a little risky you're pretty sensitive too me sensitive listen i gonna be crying immediately i grew up with a patchy fucking face of vitiligo and got all the insults when i was a kid no you can't offend me nothing face after that it's all gravy baby (laughs) (laughs) no no, don't grave it, baby. Don't fret, Boba Fett. Listen, visit jockinner.com slash survey for our first official Jockinner podcast audience survey. It has an entire three questions, and you can be honest. It's just between you and us, listener. Nobody else is going to see this. And it's just a way to prevent the show from getting stale. If you've been listening since the beginning, the show's changed. It's evolved. Uh, and now we need your help to keep guiding it and evolving it and to prevent it from being stale. I don't want it to get stale. So uh, do should I tell them what the questions are? 
Or should I just no. have them? Okay. No, have them go and do it's it on three yeah. really surprised. simple questions. The first question, who's got the biggest? Who's team? got the better <laughs> shaved balls? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, the Use nerd. promo code, <laughs> code BIGHEADS. Manscaped.com. 20%, 20 free shipping. You get the lawnmower 2.0 and then go to jockandnerd.com slash survey. Take the survey. Let us know what you think of the show. Moving on, let's talk about some DC movies. The rest of it is all DC news. Uh, big congrats to the Joker movie for continuing to break records. It is now worldwide over $1 billion. Oh, shit. Uh, cons- consisting of a domestic take of $323 million. International, $696 million without opening in China. This becomes the first R-rated movie. To crack a billion dollars, it is also the most wow. profitable comic book movie of all time. With a production budget of anywhere, it's like 50 to $70 million. Uh, but remember, we talked about Warner Brothers got to split the profit with that other company because they went 50-50 with the, with the production company late in the game. Uh, so on the heels of that, Hollywood Reporter puts out this article, Joker sequel in the works as Todd Phillip eyes more DC origin movies exclusive. Oh, shit. Hollywood reporter uh, reporting the director is likely to reteam with Joaquin Phoenix on the follow-up. This also is the fourth DC movie to cross a billion dollars. It joins Aquaman and Aquaman, Aquaman and two the two Batman Chris Nolan movies. Uh, so they're saying Warner's has a sequel option in place hmm. and he has ideas for more. I heard that this was also not true. Yes. Hold on a minute. Then minutes afterwards, deadline. Listen, you hear these websites. This is not, uh, you know, I mean, Hollywood got this reporter covered. is pretty. This legit, is the right? Hollywood so. reporter deadline. Literally moments later, l- calling out Hollywood reporter saying nice clickbaity article HR, but. Uh, apparently, this is not set, and uh, this pitch for origin movies never happened. So I don't know who to believe anymore. But you gotta imagine this movie makes a billion dollars beyond what they expected. They gotta be talking about how can we capitalize on this? What's the next move? The problem is Todd Phillips' uh, sequels maybe not the best. If, no, if you look at The Hangover, great movie. Hang the whole trilogy made over a billion dollars, but Hangover two and three, I don't know. I don't know about those. Yeah, I think that if you make a sequel to this movie, you're going to ruin the mo- the first movie because the whole thing about the movie is that you don't, you don't know. know what happened. You don't know what's yeah. actually going on, and then would you have to implicitly say, "Oh, this is that was Bruce Wayne. He turns into Batman. Whatever." That's a good, very very good point. the The whole discussion on this movie is what happened. Yeah, and then. The answers to the question, even if you have it a brilliant answer, is never as good as what you won't be able to please everybody. No, it's better to leave it up to the viewer leave and it leave ambiguous. it ambiguous, which yeah. is one of the genius things about this movie. Because remember, when it was first announced, we were all like, I don't want to know wh- what the Joker's name is or what right. makes him tick. But they did an amazing job to where you're still not really sure. Well, this is what happened. I would do if I could uh, start this movie is that I would have. Arthur Fleck in Arkham. Yeah. And then uh, maybe some people uh, bust him out or somebody busts someone else out and he gets out by proxy. And then he kind of like lives out his fantasy, which is to be the Joker. 
or if it is a fantasy or if it's a reality, you don't know. I mean, you got to keep so it can still be ambiguous. So, um, so you're saying that like continue the ambiguous, uh, more weird alternate takes and stories. Yeah, you don't Hmm. know if it's actually happening or not. Yeah, it's that. I think that'd be tough to pull off. But that would be the genius thing. Yeah, it'd be the the easy thing is just be like, no, it's just he's he is the Joker and that's it. And uh, that would kind of kill that first. What if you take Joaquin and you go back and you do like a whole nother story of the Joker that may have that would be cool too. That would be nuts. That would be real nuts. Actually, that's not a not a terrible idea. Like a whole different Joe. He could be all three. Yeah. Yeah, it could be just another story with him, but like another different, completely different origin. Yeah. Well, maybe. I, I have to admit, on the show, I was wrong. I didn't think it would hit a billion dollars. It's so. amazing, right? Got to admit when I'm wrong, which is pretty much all the time. Todd Phillips does have a knack for making high-grossing R-rated movies, so uh, it's good for the genre, and the the profits are crazy. So Joker sequel may or may not be confirmed. I feel like this, this may be just leaked, and it's going to be announced, and maybe... They didn't want it, so that that was the backpedaling, peddling. But what is confirmed is uh, the fucking Black Adam movie from The Rock himself. Oh shit! Announcing the release date with a really cool concept art poster. Black Adam coming out December twenty second, twenty twenty one. You know, briefly teased in the Shazam movie as a hologram. Would have been cool to have a little post credit scene with him in there. But they released with this concept art with uh, this I love. This is my favorite part of this whole story. Boss Logic got to work with Jim Lee. Oh, shit. uh, On an official, you know, Warner Brothers DC piece of art that The Rock released on his Instagram. What do you guys think of this image, first of all, that uh, Jim Lee and Boss Logic have put together, right? Looks good. good. Looks good. I think he looks good as Black Adam. And he has a lengthy Instagram post where he talks about he loves Superman. Wanted to be Superman, realized that I could not. That's why Black Adam uh, is a better pick for him. He's rebellious, what, a one-of-a-kind superhero. Will always do what's right. Now, this is great. Uh, also, they have the cinematographer, Larry Shearer, who worked on Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and The Joker. So you know it's going to look good. That guy does good work. The Rock, big name, smiley face. Everybody loves him. Uh, what do you do with the Black Adam? Do you make him a bad guy? Do you make him an anti-hero? Can you make The Rock a villain and get away with it? Sounds like to me they're going with him being an anti-hero. Black Adam has always kind of reminded me of Namor, but leaned oh, more towards I like being. That. But he's always leaned more towards being a bad guy, right? To me, the more interesting play would have had would have been just having him be a bad guy with Shazam. Oh, but this obviously is being catered towards The Rock, so they're doing the anti-hero thing right off the bat. So I imagine they do a Shazam movie and then, I mean, the Rock, the Black Adam, and then the next Shazam movie, you could have them team up. Right. Ruggs, what is your take on the Rock as the Black Adam? Well, you can make a movie about a villain with Venom and the Joker. Yeah, they, that's like worked that. for them now. That. So it's possible they could go that route. It might be a little bit more of a risk, but uh, I say do it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, making him a hero, that's kind of like a little bit too safe for me. I'd rather be like, all right, let me go see a movie about a guy that's questionable. And uh, at least if they can write him in a way where he thinks he's doing the right thing and he thinks he's noble, then maybe we can get our head- heads around it if he does some terrible things. I mean, I like the anti-hero angle. 
I really enjoyed him, his character in uh, Secret Six. So there's the Secret Six is basically the Suicide Squad. Oh, a bunch he, of, like, Black Adam was in that? Yeah, he was one of the villains. Oh, yeah. He was teamed up with like uh, Lex Luthor and a bunch of other big time villains. But the way they drew him, I always just found it like interesting. The way they drew him, everyone would be standing. And even though he can walk, yeah. he would always be like just a little elevated. Just floating floating around like, like as if a god like, yeah it was all it was like this like they drew him with this like sense of arrogance like you guys are all human you can't yeah. fly like you guys all suck well I'm, it's kind of like clearly awesome in the concept poster he's doing exactly that just like floating above looking down at everyone right uh but i like the idea of a, a namor type guy who, who who thinks he's always doing the right thing and and he's kind of anti-hero but eventually we'll have to team up with goofy ass shazam uh, to take down whatever hero because I don't think you want to make him complete heel. Has he ever been a heel in wrestling? No. The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he has. Yeah, he got. That's how he got popular. He went. Did he go? So he started as a bad guy. He started as a as a like a goody two shoes face, and the crowd hated him so uh, much uh-huh. that they were just booing him, even though he wasn't supposed to be booed. Oh, so shit. then he just completely turned into like this cocky asshole, and everyone just loved it. He's like, I'll embrace it. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, The Rock in, in a black, black Adam sounds uh, like a lot of fun, even though he makes like five does movies a year. Does he have pointy ears, Black Adam? In some of he these does. illustrations, it looks like he does. I was he just does. looking at the uh, the uh, Alex Ross paintings. He seems to have pointy ears. He even looks a lot like Namor with the pointy ears. So I think he does. He's almost like uh, alien uh, Lantian in, in the New 52, he is depicted as the violent protector of the nation, Kandak. Yes, Kandak. That's where uh, that's where he came from. Yeah. yeah. That's the, the fake Arab country where the right. <laughs> Shazam gets his powers, too. Right, right, right. The wizard was from. I like Shazam. I got to watch it again. It's a fun movie. Shazam's good. It's a fun watch. Uh, and then last thing in the news. Shout out to Malofsky, by the way. He posted a nice little yes. five-minute video about Shazam. If you, the if you join our uh, Facebook group, Jock and Nerd Nation, it was a great. David, that that uh, that uh, video was great. David problem F. Sandberg. Problem-solving of filmmaking, I believe. The problem-solving of filmmaking. It's short and perfect, and Sandberg shows you how a simple thing why simple thing happens because of schedules, how they fix things. And then you realize in every movie you see, even the things we nitpick, there's probably a behind the scenes reason that there was, this was unavoidable. The person didn't show up or they, you know, they just, they, they had to change the story or, or in the one scene in the mall where he points out like, Oh yeah, the crew is standing the around. The crew is just fucking standing there. They're like, oh <laughs> just shit, don't get out of the shot. They're like, after they had done all the CGI work of erasing the harness, they're like, right. oh, nobody was looking over here. So what do they do? They're like, oh, add some fucking bags and a mop bucket, and now it's staff and then their customers. Right. So and the whole thing about Darla not being outside with the jacket, her it was, schedule. It was, it was actually pretty good. Re- really riveting yeah. stuff. I was like, oh wow, like. There's a lot of shit that goes on in making just a scene in oh, the movie. Oh, absolutely. And he said it best is every scene is a little puzzle. You know, and having done a few student films back in college, I could attest to that in even like theater. Like every little scene what, is a problem. What was the problem being solved when you took off your pants and showed your the fucking balls? The problem was I was drunk when I told him I said <laughs> that and I had, I am a man of my word. <laughs> I had to honor. Did you Let me tell you about Tony? All right, Tony ruins lives. Did you shave? Was your were your pubes trimmed at that I time? Did, no. I did not have the benefit of having a lawnmower 2.0 from Manscaped, which I could get twenty percent off of using the code Bigheads at Manscaped.com. He had flowing locks and his 
junk. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like uh, Jason Momoa or Thor in the it end did. game. It was it a, looked like Jason Momoa. Looked like a. But I feel like you created more problems by doing. It did. It like looked that. like there was just <laughs> my memories. That's all. It, it looked like there was a Wookiee trying to get out of my asshole. Someone got weird. a copy of that movie. So. Oh <laughs> God, I hope not. I've never seen that movie after it was screened in front of what the entire the name school. Of that movie? Do you know the uh, name? Of that it movie? was somebody. It was the name of a kid. Last day. Hmm. Remember, the, it was like the last day of school or something, or best day. Very Ferris Bueller, but me. Yeah, it's very Ferris Bueller. This right is now. what happens at art school, listener. In the nineties in Brooklyn, you end up naked in an art school, quote unquote, artsy movie. <laughs> uh, last thing, guys, in the news. Uh, enough talking about my balls. Uh, two years ago, the Justice League movie was released. A movie. That was taken down by many behind-the-scenes factors. Henry Cavill's mustache just being just one of them. Uh, and two years to the date later, I'm on Twitter and fucking hash Ritter? Twitter. Yeah, it's the new Is Twitter. It's John Ritter's It's John Ritter's Twitter. Twitter. No, if you're not on Twitter, you're behind the ball already. It's the oh. new Twitter. It's like Weibo. Uh Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Oh, shit. It's fucking trending. And not just from anybody. Tweets from Gal Gadot, uh, Jason Momoa, Ray Fisher, Ben fucking Affleck tweeting out with extra shots that weren't seen before from the Snyder Cut. I smell a rat. What the fuck is going on here? To my knowledge, Warner Brothers has no intention of ever releasing. It's coming out on Max. The Snyder Cut. This is a... This is a marketing tool. It seems like a coordinated marketing cut, marketing ploy, because I don't think Gal Gadot would have tweeted this out without... When is Max coming out? Or, uh, next spring. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a great way to get people to sign up at launch Justice League Snyder Cut or do a version of the Justice League where you can insert the unfinished footage and watch a different version. The movie's not finished, despite all these kind of cool photos Here, they have. Here's my thoughts on it. So it would be a good marketing ploy. Everything I've read, and I don't obviously not in the know, but everything I read was from a lot of people that seem to know things. Is there is no fucking Snyder cut? They decided to redo a lot of this film before the film was even finished. So a Snyder cut would then involve finishing a film that never was made. They're not putting money. They're in They're not that. doing that. They're not. Their WB is not. They want to get a, as far away from this Justice League movie. And WB owns the footage. There's no Snyder cut. This it, isn't going to happen. Would you be, if you were a Rabbit fan, would you be happy? Didn't Jason Momoa say that there was so many times? A lot. Of, yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys are like, I've seen this thing. But I what, think they've seen footage. I don't know if they've seen a full film that Snyder made. Some of these it picks that Snyder released, they're all black and white, but you see unfinished CGI backgrounds. I'm sure that it's unfinished, but I think that there was an assembly. Because remember that? Article came out where everybody That's at true, WB maybe. saw it, and there was a standing ovation and shit. There's a shot of like Dark Side in here. There's a picture of uh, Momoa's Aquaman killing Steppenwolf. So with, I think that they had something that was maybe like four or five months away from being done. Maybe like sixty percent done. Yes, but would you be would you be okay with an unfinished movie with a whole version where it's unfinished special effects? There's mocap dots uh, still on people. Just to see Snyder's vision of the nightmare scene and what he was planning. I think that they shouldn't release it unless it's like fully done. Like unless it's like fully like realized and not shitty. Because it's what's the point of seeing like a fucking fucked up half 
like cinematics, like animation bullshit. I, I mean, I, I agree. But I also think at this point, whatever they put out, despite everyone saying, no, fuck Snyder, we don't need this. If they put something out, everybody's going to go fucking watch it right away. So, I, yeah, I think, yeah, the, the Snyder apologists and the DC fanboys yeah, yeah, and yeah. even us like morbidly curious oh, people about would comics would probably look at it. But yeah. I think there's a difference between like releasing stuff that you know is a deleted scene or a half finished scene. Right. Besides, but then between that and then releasing a movie that is completely unfinished, but like you're still playing it off like it's a movie. I don't know. I feel like there's a, there's almost like a, it's almost like sacrilegious to the film, the movie making. I, yeah, I don't know how you do it. Whether to it, release a whole movie, yeah, with it being not finished. If I would do anything, if I was DC, is that I would redo Superman's face with the new uh, <laughs> with the swap Oh yeah, with the, uh, you can really the new, the new like deep fake technology is so much better than what they did. Yeah, that's real bad. And they could easily fucking fix. That's it. a good idea. If they go back and really fix Cavill's face, who is still interested in playing Superman, he said he's not. You know, he still has says he has the that kind of ruins the movie. In a yeah, lot because of it's too. the first fucking thing you see is his floaty fucking lip. But on top of that, the movie itself, it's just like Warner Brothers has the most iconic superheroes of all time. And it's kind of like they were like, oh, shit, uh, is this good enough for Justice League? Here, this is all because there were so many problems. I would love to see on HBO Max maybe a documentary of the making of the Justice League about all of this. They could never release the Snyder Cut without like redoing everything. Yeah. Or redoing like a bunch That's of That's too much shots. work and money to but put in there. But they could make an assembly that has a bunch of Snyder scenes reinserted into the movie, like that are not effects things. Because there's a lot of things that they change that are yeah. like mo- that they had shot already that is like practical. I mean, I would be okay with an alternate version of Justice League on HBO Max where you're like, show me the and they extra probably, shit. And if they did just clean up Superman's face and did that, I think it'd be worth checking out to see some of this stuff reinserted. Yeah. Because, like, the story doesn't, from what I know, the story doesn't really change a lot. But I, there's more, mm. there's more, um, there's more of a cyborg in it. it. But also, it sounds like we were going to see that nightmare sequence. Actually, you were going to be in the future. Darkseid was going to be there. We were going to see them send Flash back. Like, we saw all that shit that he put in B- BVS was going to pay off. And it all got cut and changed, and the movie is just like this vanilla fucking whatever movie now. Right. Would definitely be curious what Snyder's vision was. Yes. I probably wouldn't have liked it. Yeah. It's probably would have been way more ambitious than what we saw. Um yes. and had a lot more heart. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean I I definitely if there was something that existed, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing it. I just I highly doubt that there's anything there that is worth watching than will pass off as a good like as pass off as a film that is actually a film and not something 60 percent done so i mean i, I kind of felt like he should have been given a chance to finish his trilogy and you know if you think he's a hack or not whatever the man makes movies that elicit some kind of reaction and instead we got a joss whedon version of a movie that elicits nothing and just kind of fucking sits there well he definitely wasn't given a chance to finish his trilogy but he also had something really unfortunate. Yes, yeah, there was a lot. I mean, just crazy production, which is why I think a documentary would be fucking fascinating about how this happened, because the story of that is better than the story they give us in Justice yeah. League. Uh, we'll see. We'll we'll see if this is a marketing effort when HBO Max launches. It was just weird. They all coordinated and big names 
Fucking Cavill's mustache ruined everything. All right, look, let's take a quick break here for some sponsor ads and promos. And we'll be right back. Talk about Franks and Furters uh, and more balls with a Patreon movie review right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right. Uh, this is your pal Ruggs here. And I, I, I know some of you guys like to watch like men throw balls around. Well, if you want to bet on that, if you think that you have a skill to like uh, choose a team and then maybe make some money, well, you got to do it somewhere and do it at mybookie.ag. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 money and free money to play with. And I just did math for you, motherfucker. And you can use it to do all your fucking Betty on your football-y things. All right, so uh, your football-ies, your basketball-ies, whatever balls that you like. Uh, you can use it to bet. So uh, you use this promo code, late fees, activate the offer, late fees, all caps. I don't know why it's written in all caps, but uh, it'll double your cash. So visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid, and hopefully you can get a hooker with that money. You have to watch it. It's so good. It was all right. Your friends may have decent taste in movies, but their incoherent reviews are getting annoying. I don't know. I just didn't like it. Looking for a new podcast? Join Time Sensitive, where we break down the recent movies you've heard of, but may have missed. Spoilers included. And we get it. You're busy and can't see everything, but are you really going to track it down a year later? We take the time so you don't have to. Find us on Twitter, at TSMoviePod, and find out what we're watching. I'm Sam. I'm Ian. And I'm Kate, and we're three friends and armchair movie critics. Seriously, invite us into your living room. Kate, stop. Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Time sensitive, because you deserve better. Hello, and welcome to the Moving the Needle podcast, where we ask, what moves you? Excellent or bogus? Did anyone do the right thing? Do you mess with the Zohan? With me tonight to discuss do the right thing, Rocky versus Creed, childhood guilty pleasures, a test of time, you don't mess with the Zohan, once upon a time in Hollywood. With me tonight is Stephanie. Hello. Roy. Hello. And Heno. Yo, we want to thank you for listening on iTunes. We're also available on Spotify. Just about everywhere you can find podcasts, we are. So come on now. Google Let Play. Let us know. Email us at mtnpodcast at gmail.com or, or on facebook.com slash mtnpod. Twitter and tweet us at mtnpod. There's so many ways to find us. Listener, if you enjoy this show, you want to support us, you want more show, join our fan club, visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Link in the show notes will take you right to our Patreon-supported uh, portal there where you can uh, support us for any amount of money and you get bonus content, you get stickers, there's tiers with t-shirts, early access to the shows, there's post shows, there's actual sports content New episode of Jock Talk with Chaz. Their bottom is is very weak. How's, how's he doing after that fight? Is he all right now, Anthony? Yeah, he's doing all right. He seems seems in good spirits. Um, no cauliflower ears. Is yeah, no cauliflower ears. Um, yeah, everything seems to be working good. Pubes are trimmed because yes. of uh, the lawnmower two point Listen, if you fight MMA, just like my balls was hot. You know, if Derek Lewis had the ball deodorant and the crop reviver from Manscaped, his balls wouldn't have been hot. 
Use promo code BIGHEADS at Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping. Uh, and join the fan club, jockandair.com slash Patreon. Look, if you give us $10 a month or more, something really fun happens for the listener. Not so much for us, which is why it's fun for the listener. You get to pick any movie you want for us to review. Pick any movie to torture us with. And some of you have been really good at that. This one, that we're going to do one right now. This one may take the cake. We're still in round one of the Patreon supported shows. But if you want to throw one in there, listener, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. And let's get to, I never thought I'd be saying this on the show, but let's talk about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, uh, shit. Here's your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. This movie's 40 years old. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture <laughs> Show released in 1975. It is a year older than I am, which is 73 years old. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. No, uh, this one sponsored by dedicated to our buddy. We mentioned earlier, David Malofsky, editor and cape of a place to hang your cape. Uh, and he, I expedited this one on, on purpose because he wanted us to do this in November. Two reasons why he picked this. One is kind of a cross promotion with his podcast, Podcapers. Every year they do an on Halloween musical. Uh, this is the third year in a row they write uh, full lyrics, they perform it, uh, and, and put it together. And it's always a spoof of something. This year, the Halloween musical is called The Scotty Horror Podcast Show. And the gang over there, Scott Maradu, uh, David, Alex Maribel, who was on the show, and the rest of them, Go through the same thing, kind of, that happens at the Rocky Horror Picture Show in musical form, but it's all spun about how Scott hates Disney and other stuff. And the other reason David picked it is, Anthony, he did want to torture you. Oh, shit. Motherfucker. Specifically to torture Tony is what the note was. So <laughs> let's get into this Rocky Horror Picture Show. 1975, based on it's the Rocky Horror. Oh yeah, the Rocky Horror. Rocky, show, right. And it was based on a uh, musical in the UK that was called the Rocky Horror Show. A and this is a filmed stage musical on Rotten Tomatoes. I was really surprised to learn this movie has an 80 percent tomato meter. Oh shit! <laughs> 6.8 out of 10. Tomato meter audience score eighty five percent. So that's uh, that's some big balls right there. Uh, box office wide, allegedly the budget of this movie was about one point two million dollars. It ends up making a hundred and twelve million dollars. Oh shit! You know, in what was considered a flop for a release, and we'll get into this later. It's still making money. It's still relevant, which is crazy. This movie stars couple of names you may know it's uh directed by jim Sharman uh and music by uh richard o'brien who helped on the original musical play and jim Sharman writing the screenplay uh starring in this tim curry as dr frankenfurter which anthony you just saw tim curry in uh home alone 2 i did yeah it's real strange seeing him in that role and this role uh, wildly different costumes for both uh, both of those movies uh a young susan sarandon playing janet weiss who's actually kind of cute runs around half naked for most yeah. of the movie i was um just a quick thought there i was surprised to see her running around in a bra the entire yep. movie and was also surprised to feel strangely attracted to someone that i've always thought of as my mom i think in movies yes yes oh you've never seen the hunger have you no <laughs> this is this her first movie this may be i think you see her boobs in the hunger 
Oh, this is not her first movie, but it's one of her early movies. She started yeah. in 1970 doing small roles, TV series, uh, in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Definitely early, early Susan Sarandon. Barry Boswick playing Brad Majors. Babylon 5. Uh, Boswick's been in a bunch of things. He's also really young. Uh, him and Susan Sarandon playing this square couple from the suburbs. Then you have Richard O'Brien playing Riff Raff, who's a great character. Patricia Quinn playing Magenta. Uh, and Meatloaf as Eddie in a brief performance. Also very young. Wow. Uh, yes. And then Quick Google perusal of Susan Sarandon. She takes off her top a lot. Oh, she did. Wow. Yeah, she I did so not her know daughter. that. Good. Avar Murray. Had no fucking Whoa. idea. What's her daughter been in? I didn't know uh, her daughter was taking her I think top. She was in, uh, Susan Sarandon loves her boobs. Yeah. The end, they're, was, they're quite perky in this movie. Uh, so. Wow. It, that's <laughs> Anthony. There's the thing. What's going on here? This is uh, this is amazing. This is the wildest pick we've had for a Patreon movie. Easily Malofsky. Now, Rugs and I, Rugs, I believe you're aware of the movie and the cult phenomena and how it's lived on and all that shit, right? Sure. Anthony, had you ever heard of this movie before? Yeah, of course I've heard of this movie. I've heard, I've, I'm a familiar, not familiar, I'm aware that there was a phenomenon around this movie. I was aware that there were people that still watch this movie, and I was aware that uh, it was like a Halloween thing that people got dressed up for. Okay. I wasn't completely aware that it was a, a musical. Yes. And the, <laughs> the plot know. and who was in it and all that, but I was aware of the, the following. So this is the first time you've seen this movie. Yeah, you want I, me to do a quick synopsis? Do like a always? synopsis because the tricky thing about this movie is there are two ways to experience this movie. Yeah. You did it the less fun way, but yes, I can't wait to hear your plot synopsis and your op- opening thoughts on the fucking Rocky Horror Picture Show. Sure, sure. The plot synopsis without any spoilers is basically oh, this I movie. I hit the spoiler button. The movie's been out for 43 years. Well, no, I'm just, it's a synopsis. It's okay. not a fucking whole storytelling like you would do. Oh, I thought you were going to narrate the whole movie right now. No, no, huh? no. Okay. Um, there's a guy there that's actually a narrator in the movie. Yes, there um, is. <laughs> it's very strange. Quick plot synopsis. It's a musical horror parody film. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and it is about a young couple that just got recently engaged that has a flat tire in the middle of the woods and looks for help. Ends up at some fucking castle, and they are in for a night that they would have never expected. Um, oh, a lot of discoveries are made about eat themselves. Yeah, there's a lot of. Uh, um, they they meet a group that is maybe alien. Yeah, they're aliens. I cannibalistic. Think. Yes, slightly. Um, and 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 polysexual. Uh, I don't even yeah, know. Yeah. You know. Lots of weird shit. So, yeah, it's just a weird fucking night for this couple. Just love all around. A lot of sexual energy. And they possibly may have even walked through a time portal. It was alluded to. I'm not sure. It's confusing. Uh, Rugs, let me get. What did you think about uh, Rocky Horror? Uh, you know, on one hand, it is a tribute to these sci-fi horror B-movies of the 30s and the 40s, mixing in rock and roll with the glam rock era, David Bowie type stuff of the time, and just overtly sexual energy on on all sides heterosexual bisexuality homosexual everything just peace and love what is your memories of this movie well i saw this twice before i saw it again okay i ended up did i did watch it a third time um which so, so i could do the review 
The first time I saw it, I actually saw it in the theater in the village with a bunch of artsy fartsy people. With the whole cult, the whole experience, yeah, the whole yeah, thing, yeah. people squirting guns yes. and dancing in the middle. I'll of the explain thing. all this, Anthony, because and, it actually um, improves the experience and enjoyment. I of the movie. was so fucked up, I don't remember it. All I remember is like, it, oh, it, I ended up. I remember at uh, for most of the movie, I was outside smoking cigarettes. <laughs> oh no! Okay, all right. So, because uh, I was like, I, I was like, I don't need to see any more of this. Um. Then I watched it another time when it was on TV, I think. And I watched it with a chick who said, let's watch this. Yeah. And then she was like, turn this shit off. <laughs> so uh, I, you know, I, I it was like, OK, I saw like most of it. And I, I was like, I know of the story. I don't really need to see it again. I know the songs. But for this review, I made myself watch it a third time. Good for you. Um. So. <laughs> I've had the experience in the theater. Yes. I've watched it with a woman. Yeah. And I watched it uh, by myself. Yeah. And uh, all of the experiences I had were not good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. There's nothing redeeming you could say about this movie. No, no, I'm just kidding. But, like, basically, uh, this movie is memorable, right? Tim Curry is great. I think he steals the whole movie. Yeah, he does. Um, some of the songs are are memorable. Are catchy. And, There's some catchy tunes, but I don't really know what the fuck is going on in this no, movie. It's weird. It's it it, it the scripted. I, people are trying like you could tell when like people like want something to be good, they start concocting like how good the movie is yeah. and start dr- making lines and comparisons and analyses of stuff that like it's not there. Similar to Rugs, I saw the movie in high school with the production where you go to the theater. I'll get into that in a bit. But then I watched the movie recently. Yeah, and it is it's a schlocky, low budget movie. There's some catchy songs. A lot of the songs do sound the same, but there were parts that made me laugh out loud and well it's like whole shit. The the sexuality of all of it is is pretty amazing for nineteen seventy-five. Like the the thing that I really thought was kind of interesting. With all of the references to Charles Atlas and how he was in dynamic tension and how much of a thing that was. You mean like the poses during, of like Rocky, the guy he makes? Well, yeah, he, the whole song that he sings yeah. when he brings Rocky to life, yeah. which is like his Frankenstein, yeah. is like sexual Frankenstein. Like he's singing about, uh, a dynamic tension and Charles Atlas. And there's even like, over the bed, there's Atlas over the oh, bed. Oh, wow, I didn't notice and all so that. so it was an obsession yeah. with this guy, Charles Atlas. Yep. Maybe it stirred, like, you know, whoever wrote this, like, you know, I guess feelings of attraction to this Charles Atlas. And that I found interesting because it's like, it's this whole thing that you're reading a, you're reading a comic book and there's like this kid getting his sand kicked in his face and then Charles Atlas is telling him how to get in shape. That's where I know the Charles Atlas is from the back of the comic and book. Classic so, ad. This whole song kind of referencing him like repeatedly. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. I never I was like, "Oh yeah, that's what he's talking about." And I thought that was kind of fun, but I was looking for stuff like that in the other songs yeah, and it's this not, that's not yeah. that's the only real song that has <laughs> stuff like that in of, it. Well, Frankenford is trying to create the perfect specimen you know, but he's also just jumping around from from guy to guy. I thought it was hilarious that Meatloaf shows up for his awesome song on the motorcycle, and then he just fucking bludgeons him to death 
Uh, and it's all bloody. And then the whole scene where Janet and Brad are sleeping separately and uh, Tim Curry goes in and sleeps with both of them, seduces both of them. That scene is fantastic. It's really fucking funny. And as a musical. See, like, I don't understand that either. I mean, what's to understand? He's just, uh, he's just, he's ruining them before they get married, I guess. Well, let me, let me give my opening yeah. thoughts yes. real quick. Yeah. Um, so this is the type of movie, I, I had a couple things written down, but I'll start by saying this movie has all the ingredients for me to understand why it'd be a cult classic. It's one of the original big cult classic movies, yes. I completely understand yep. because it has all the weird, obnox- like weird things thrown in one movie that there's enough people that'll latch onto it and be like, no, you don't understand. Yes. This movie's awesome. Here's why. <laughs> yes. Like, this movie was saying something before anyone knew it. So like I can I can see like why it became a cult classic. There's so much weird shit that yeah. enough weird people are gonna latch onto it. Um I went into this movie with like the lowest of low expectations. Yeah. So for me it it wasn't good. Yeah. It wasn't, <laughs> wasn't entertaining horrible. at all. I didn't I laughed at some points, yeah. but I wasn't yeah. like this I wasn't coming out of that like, man. I got to tell someone about this movie and have them watch it. Like, this was not them. This is not my movie at all. I just imagined you sitting there going, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the movie, if I could describe the movie, I thought of two analogies. Yeah. It felt like Bizarro Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, that's pretty good. Like, felt just like that, except bizarre. Yeah. Even more, like, not, and not like the more, disturbing bizarre, more, more campy. Like, yeah. Campy bizarre. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. But it also felt like, and I'm not this person. Yeah. I don't necessarily appreciate Picasso's. Yeah. And this felt like it was trying to be a Picasso movie. And let's just throw like all the shit in here. And it's not really going to work in terms of like a, a coherent story or even like a coherent message. Yeah. But we're going to just going to throw in transsexualism, cannibalism, aliens, a fucking weird narrator, um, all this weird shit. And Someone's going to appreciate it. I don't know who, but someone's going to appreciate it. That's what this fucking movie is. I mean, I think it's a lot of wacky stuff. I think one of the problems is it it works better as a staged musical, and then they try to film it. It may lose a lot of its things. But the journey this movie's had, it almost looked... To me, it almost looked uh, on purpose like they made this shitty movie that they knew people were going to yell back at the screen and make a cult hit and make it interactive. I think that if... (laughs) You don't have Tim Curry, you don't have this movie. No, Tim Curry, he is all in. He saves this whole movie. Uh, Because all of the performances are shit except for his. Well, because they pulled in a lot of uh, side people from the musical production. A lot of people weren't actors. And it's funny. You look at some of the background actors and they literally look bored. Like they're just bored standing there. And I'm like, wow, what is going on? Meanwhile, Tim Curry. 110% 110% all in as Dr. Frankfurter, and it's just a fucking marvel to watch him. But I also, I love Riff Raff and Magenta. I thought. Well, Riff Raff is the guy who wrote all the music. Yes, that's Richard O'Brien. Uh, and clearly he has a love for 50s rock and roll and the glam rock aesthetic. You know, if you think about 75 at the time, uh, this he's is. He's like a hunchback in Notre Dame. Yes, type he's character. so. This is your 50s classic, like Frankenstein plot that they're spoofing, that they're making a. a a spoof musical of which the musical. So what's actually happening in the movie, Imran? What's happening is they are. <laughs> I don't know. They stumble on this. This. Uh, uh, it's an event because all these people have come there 
to see Frankenfurter's creation on motorcycles. Yes, on motorcycles and other things. So, br- well, there's bikers for no apparent there's reason. There's bikers okay, for no going. reason, and there's people with big glass sunglasses inside. Brad and Janet just happened to stumble into this time portal and get sucked in. And Frankenfurter, at the end, it becomes clear at how. Like, he's really flaky. Like, his girl yells at him, and he just moves from Eddie to Rocky to, like, sleeping with the both of them. And he's just all over the place, doesn't know what he wants. I don't know. Eventually, at the end, they he gets – they kill him, right? And then they all go back to their planet or some shit. The uh, Riff Raff kills him. Yes, Riff Raff and Magenta show. And, and then, then Magenta the monster has, like – yeah. What's the monster's name? Uh, the Rocky. parody monster. The Which one? Rocky, right? Rocky, Rocky, yeah. yeah, Rocky. Like then, like tries to take his savior or take his creator, and he gets killed too. And he's turning him. He's turning everyone into uh, statues with his device. And just naked gets, statues. Yes, naked. That st- machine that does everything. Yes, just he just winks. Just wrap, <laughs> make him a naked statue. I also I appreciated how Magenta at the end has like the Bride of Frankenstein hairdo, you know, with a stripe down the side. Yeah, but it's just kind of a debaucherous expression of like love and music and sexuality uh just because i don't know i think that one of the things that i think that propels this into this cult status is besides the fact that tim curry is just great in it and uh you know he has so much presence in the movie and you just you remember him he's so memorable um is that this was happening at the same time as the David Bowie glam rock yep, thing, yep. where the androgyny and you know that they were promoting like bisexuality and and you know this whole thing of dressing in in women's clothes and stuff like that. So it was that and a gateway into like the fact that you're a polyamorous yep, and being, yep. or pansexuality or whatever, and uh, so like for transvestites for people who. Were a little bit off the beaten path, yeah, or people we, who out, thought yes, differently. Yes, the gay community outcast. and this was yes. like a beacon. Yes, this was something um, that spoke to them and drew them absolutely. And it probably was one of the movies that, uh, one of the only movies that was made by like a big studio with actual actors that people would know. Yeah, uh, uh, with a million dollar budget to be made even though it flopped when it initially came out people have been you know the underground has been supporting this movie i mean still to this day time. it's a, a lgbt community this is an icon for them this movie yeah. but in high school here's so anthony here's what happened we talked about the one way to watch it is just as a movie musical which it's just okay but the first time i saw it was in high school up in a theater uh in chicago on sheridan i think it was the 400 uh, and what it is, is it's a whole interactive performance where there's people acting out the movie in front of the movie. You bring props to throw at the screen. There's lines that you say in between lines. In fact, for the listener, I have a link of an annotated script tells you what to yell out when. Basically how this started, it became the default midnight movie. So I remember in high school, every Friday, Saturday at midnight, they would show this movie in 1976. This movie replaced Night of the Living Dead uh, as the midnight movie in a theater in New York. The movie had just come out. It was a bomb. By Labor Day, apparently, this is how it started. A school teacher from Brooklyn shouted at the screen when Janet, played by Susan Sarandon, when she used the newspaper to shield herself from a storm, this school teacher yelled out, buy an umbrella, you cheap bitch. Uh, oh, shit. And it all started there. So... 
Bugs, do you remember any of this? Every time there's a couple of rules. Anytime Brad says his name, you yell out, asshole. Anytime they say Janet's name, you yell out, slut. When they're getting married, people would throw rice at you. Uh, the scene where it's raining, you bring a newspaper because people would bring in water guns and yeah. spray water in the air. I remember air. the water guns. Yes. yes. When he says, I'd like to propose a toast, you're supposed to bring in pre-made toast to throw at the screen. Yeah, I had no idea what I was walking into. I didn't know any of the prompts. I just knew people were going batshit crazy and everybody was in costume. And this was the thing to do in high school. So by that time, the late 80s, it had become the thing for like suburban high school kids to experience. And the first time you went, you were a virgin. They would paint a V in lipstick on your cheek and you get extra special treatment. But they didn't do that. They did that. They did that to me. I distinctly no. remember that. And then, but you'd have people singing along to the songs, people performing it. Cosplay, before cosplay, people would show up dressed up like these characters. And because of that, this movie is still in limited release 40 years later. It is the longest running theatrical release in film history. There are Anthony, if you want to experience this midnight showings at the music box in Chicago, every Saturday night, they still do it. Yeah. Um, this movie no. didn't sell me on that. No, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think I want to do that. See, it's unfortunate you saw it this way first instead of the other way. Because I remember going, I remember going. These are my weird people. Like I felt like you said, Rugs. I felt like one of those outcast people. I found a group of people that didn't matter what you look like. They were a bunch of weirdos, and I fucking loved it at the time. I just, I, I get the same exact feeling of acceptance when I go see a Godzilla movie in a theater. There, yeah, there you go. These, but this was <laughs> a bunch of. Fat, smelly yes. dudes. Yeah, I'm like, these are my people. They need yeah, that ball deodorant. <laughs> they need the ball deodorant for Manscaped. very good point, actually. 20% off Big Head's uh, promo code. Manscaped.com. Um, <laughs> that's a good point. There's there's other movies for me to feel like a weirdo, yeah. and uh, this is not the one that's going <laughs> to hook me in. <laughs> and it has really... I mean, it's nothing to do with like the transsexuality right. or, the, or the cannibalism or anything. It's, it's very just, sexual. It's just the combination of everything, along with it being a. First off, I don't really care for musicals. I don't really care for parody films. Like I, I I've never been a big Spaceballs guy, or yeah. when you throw on like scary movie. Like I've never enjoyed yeah. watching those over and over. Yeah. So you throw those two things in there, along yeah. with a um, pretty just thrown at the wall um, in terms of ideas and plot points and um, messages that you're trying to send, and the whole thing just none of it registers for me in terms of something i want to see more than once yeah again i didn't i was i had the lowest of expectations so i didn't completely hate the film and there were points where i was kind of like chuckling a little bit um but i can't i can't say i want to go it watch is a again. weird bad film without the the extra experience i mean i remember when i was in high school this was like my first exposure to like transsexuality and bisexuality and all. Why do you have such a, such a deep history with this film? I I just I remember <laughs> going to see it and I remember the experience still, how much fun it was, and just the interactive theater nature. Uh, there's n there hasn't been another movie that's been a cult hit that's kind of done that. It doesn't what are you talking well, about? Isn't the room people go to the room well, and do now, the same yes, fucking now, thing? Yes, the room is exactly the same way. That's a good point. But this was the original. Yeah. This was the OG, and there was a sense of community of like, have you seen Rocky Horror? You gotta go. And like, it was the thing to so do in high school. The, the, the commonality there, and I know the room is infinitely more horrible. But yeah. let's just take two horrible movies yeah. and, and make fun of the them. cult, yeah. a yeah. cult theater yeah. following around them. 
I would love to go one of the the room showings and and have people yell back I mean, and shit. There were at that period of time when I saw this movie. Yeah. Um, I just think that I was I was just if I would have seen it not with the audience and all and being been as fucked up as I was <laughs> and uh, just not prepared. Yeah. For all these people, you like, didn't know telling what me what were, to do. Yeah, what you were walking yeah, into. Yeah, I wasn't into that. Yeah. I was just like, what the fuck? And I was like, even though that was probably the most, I was probably the most open-minded during that time, I was just not prepared for all of that. You close-minded and, uh, fuck. Yeah, and I just, like, smoked cigarettes. <laughs> the, the- I went outside and smoked smoked cigarettes, and that was, and I talked to people that were also smoking cigarettes and probably wanted not to be in there. So, um... But if I would have seen it by myself or seen it with some friends and whatever, I probably would have thought it was hilarious because at that time I was watching like crazy ass movies like Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Yeah, this is just up there all with that, that type of shit. Yeah, that's the same so, genre. Um, yeah, so I probably wouldn't have thought anything other than, you know, not only that, but there's so many trauma films that are kind of along the same lines yep, as yep, this. Yep. Uh, maybe not as much as the sexuality, yeah. but I mean, they're, I mean, the trauma films do go weird fucking places. So if you're talking about a weird Texas Chainsaw Massacre mo- movie, yeah. that's a also like a, a cult film. You got all those trauma films. As I think well, though, are, this was the birth of like a mystery science theater 3000, the first instance <laughs> of yelling back at the screen and a coordinated right. effort and everyone being involved. And it just I, ma- yeah, I makes mean, the it, movie it's more a thing. fun. Yeah. It's a thing. It's a real thing. It's a thing that is, is uh, I've experienced, and a lot of people that I know have experienced. Anthony, we need to get fucked up and and go do this at the Music Box. It was, yes, absolutely. That was the main thing. It was a rite of passage. I don't want to go through that door. (laughs) No, no passage for me. You know, I mean, I couldn't. It's not like I don't. I wouldn't be like completely opposed to it. I mean, I think it would be fun, maybe, but. I've, I can already say I've seen the movie. Like, yes. I don't know if I need to do but that. But you experience. haven't seen the movie. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I do have to say there was one the the one the one scene that made me just go, oh my god, this is just yeah. shit being thrown against the wall. Yeah, and uh, is the um the scene where the narrator is like now top left or hop, now two <laughs> oh, steps the right. Time warp. You have to know how to do the time warp. It's a very important. Oh, that's dance. a dance. Yes, uh-huh. let's do. That's one of the catchier songs too. Let's do the time warp again. Plus, you step to the left, and then it they just had a remake or that was called that. Uh, with uh, they in those. 2015, they did a live version on Fox. Yeah, and it was uh, it was a remake. Let's do the Time Warp Rocky Horror Picture they Show. We had to censor it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they had to tone it down. It's an R-rated movie. There is literally cannibalism, killing, and like overt oral sex and regular sex. Like in this movie, I'm like, this is crazy that I got watched this as a kid and everybody it comes like in a pantomime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, it is. It, it is shattered. very crazy or interesting for the time. I guess, I guess crazy that this movie they were doing all the. The sexual stuff, not even you know the, the homosexual, yeah. bisexuality yeah. and stuff in the seventies. That was <laughs> I was a little like, oh wow, like I, I mean the seventies were over. actually pretty fancy free. <laughs> uh, they were like, I mean this. The, the thing is, is that such a big movie company was behind it. Yeah, it's Twenty Century Fox, right? Yeah. So that was like kind of like I. There's so much fucking weird shit from the seventies that is like exploitation films, yeah. true, watering yeah. on pornography. Yeah. You know, there's so much stuff that's like crazy. But um, living in New York in the uh, 80s and 90s, especially the 90s, uh, the club scene in the city uh, well, was like very much fucking weird. Like you go to a, you, you don't go to a club like you do now and there's like hot people like, you know, whatever. 
and like people it was dressed like nice. more seedy and underground. It was like, but that was where like um, people went to go to let their their flags yep, yep, fly to be who they really they, wanted. They to got be. dressed yep. up with like gigantic uh, platform shoes yep. and angel wings yep. and makeup, and they were all characters yep, and all yep. like larger than life. And women would wear these ridiculous outfits. Like I mean, I'm talking about ridiculous. Yeah. It was like going to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, this it was, was like yeah. Guys were wearing women's clothes, like people were wearing like a uh, gimp suits and shit. You would see the like when you went to Stefan from SNL, you yes. tell you there would be yes. a midget yes. and the guy. Yes. That shit was actually happening <laughs> that, yes. in the club scene in New York around that time. So what are you talking about? I saw that all the one I was walking around Times Square yeah, when you I were there, right? this still doing that. <laughs> you're right, mate. Yeah. Spider Man fucking uh, hitting up the uh, Elmo. Jesus. Well, the club scene isn't there. <laughs> the tunnel and yeah, I'm and uh, Sound Factory and all these fucking places, the Limelight and Palladium, uh, all these big fucking clubs where you could just go and fucking crazy shit would be going down. Um, people on drugs. So I think that that's also something that. Um, Kind of uh, either maybe blossomed from that yeah. oh, movie, yep, yep. where like it, it it it's it went from the movie theater into the clubs, and they gave you a character to kind of hide behind too. You're like, I'm gonna dress, I'm being this guy, and I can go out and and be someone else. But look for the listener before we rate it, I recommend going to see it live. It still plays all over the country in like 200 theaters, uh, frequently midnight shows and around Halloween. There's always a big to do, but the fact that it is still in release, limited release, is is crazy. It just shows you how it's a huge pop culture uh, thing that's lasted. So, uh, okay, let's rate the fucking movie, David. Good pick. Uh, I'm I'm glad to force Anthony to watch Rocky Horror Picture Show. They're gonna ask him to watch The Village People. No, yes, <laughs> or Barbarella. Or what's that one where they skate? What's the one with the roller skates? That's Xanadu. Xanadu, please don't. Do not pick Xanadu. Pick good movies, please. Uh, yes. What are Look, we doing here? We don't have, fucking waste your pick on we, these shitty-ass movies. <laughs> we've got... Well, this one's okay, yeah. because I think everybody should see this at least once. Yes, yeah. at least once you have to experience this fucking... Whether it's good or bad, yes. or you hate it or you love it. You'll, you all of a sudden, you'll be like, oh, I get all those fucking jokes that I missed for the last 40 years. <laughs> I get it. I don't think I have too many friends that are making Rocky Horror Picture Damn jokes. Damn it, Janet. I love you. Uh, Anthony, give me a rating. What would you give this movie? Well, here, I'll start by saying I am at least content yeah. with the fact that now I can be a part of the conversation if someone were to bring this up. You're sort of initiated. Yeah, this yes. movie is a pop culture thing that I was aware of, but not fully aware of because I'd never seen it. So in that sense, I'm happy that I can at least say I've seen it. Um, <laughs> it is not my Check cup of tea. Check that off the list, Anthony. It is not my cup of tea. Well, I am judging this based solely on seeing it solo on a Tuesday night, Yeah, not seeing it with this crazy experience that Imran is trying to now sell to you and me. Let's go uh, do it. You as a listener. <laughs> um, so overall, I have to give the movie, I respect like at least that it was for its time, like ambitious and kind of crazy and a little bit of like a parody, which isn't normal. Yeah. But for my simple enjoyment, I have to give it a three out of 10. Three out of 10. Sounds- Not completely dog shit, but yeah. pretty close for me. Sounds about, 
Right. Uh, but I, even myself, I will tell you, when I saw this, I totally realized, I'm like, oh, this is a dog shit movie without all this bullshit. So it was interesting to watch it again. So as a movie, I will give it like a five. I do like musicals. I wish the songs were a little bit more different. But as an interactive cult hit experience, it's like an eight. You got to do it once in your lifetime. Find a midnight screening and uh, click on this link and be slightly prepared with some props. Quick hot take. Yeah. Songs aren't even that good. They, they, there's like one or two catchy songs. I will agree. Yeah, they're not I don't, the best. I don't think they're, they're not the that best. good either. Yeah. No, they, a lot of them sound the same. They're like, oh, not, the not very good voices and yeah. not very creative. I song like choices. the Time Warp song and the sweet transvestite from Transsexual. His opening song is fun. That's about it. I don't really. Yeah, those two are probably the even best. the fucking Meatloaf song is not that great and it's short. No. Rugs, give me a number. What would you rate this? Well,. I think that, as I said, it's a rite of passage. It's a cultural thing. Um, you should drag someone to see it, kicking and screaming. No, have and, some drinks and go. You'll have a good time. And, you know, you're probably going to be like, what the fuck did I just do? Yeah. Why don't, why did you bring me here? But at least they'll be like, I saw that. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know, something, Something that sucks, but you have to go through it for a cathartic reason. <laughs> so, um, like diving off the the diving board on the deep end of the pool when you're scared of water and can't swim. Or like changing a diaper. Or, oh, yes. I don't know. Just oh, fucking. Yeah, I could see similar to like the first time I had to pick up dog shit from my dog. Yeah, I'm like, how up, can like, I do just that? Just something that you no. don't want to do, but now that you did it. It's no big deal. Just. Yeah, <laughs> that's just like it's something that everybody fucking hates. Yes, to do. pretty good. But you will have fun in the right mood with a little bit of preparation. What number, Brunks? Number? Uh, I would say maybe a four point five. Yeah. All right. So just, I mean, look, without Kim Tim Curry and Susan Sarandon being somebody that I recognize, yep. I wouldn't last two seconds in this movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, if he wasn't there with that. Me- now, they said that Mick Jagger was supposed to play him. Oh, I could see Mick, but I All think right. Tim that would, that would do a better I job. I think Tim would have yeah. uh, Mick Jagger as an actor. Yes. He would be great in the songs, yeah. but as an actor in the rest of the thing, I don't, I wouldn't, I would just be like, I think Tim Curry's more attractive than Mick Jagger. And he is a yeah. better actor. Like, Tim Curry yeah. is a phenomenal actor to be able to sell that. Yeah. I think he has more of a presence that, like, Mick Jagger, even when I see him on stage, I don't find him, like, I don't, I don't, I don't like kind of like connect to him as much as uh, a lot of people yeah, seem to. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I think if you don't have Tim Curry, you don't have Susan Sarandon in there as somebody that you recognize, you'll you lose me. Um. Some of the songs, a couple of songs are good, but you know, overall, it's just like kind of like a eh, movie. But what about David have- Bowie? Bowie was doing a lot of movies around this time, and I think Mick probably wanted uh, to get be, into the movies too. I think he's he's an okay actor. Yeah. He's been in a lot of shit. He should have done this and then Terminator. It would have been great. <laughs> David Bowie? Wasn't he supposed to be uh, in Terminator? David Bowie? Wasn't he supposed to be the Terminator? D- no, it was O.J. Simpson. Oh, that's right. <laughs> O.J. David that's Bowie right. he really is, is the Terminator. Terminator. He did. Uh, he did not guy. stop he until the ter- they were dead. <laughs> David oh, Bowie, uh, O.J. Simpson, similar yet different. <laughs> Very similar, but completely different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. But, Whatever. Okay. Okay. Also, uh, you know, if Frankenfurter was around now, he probably could use a little trim around his 
junk. So he could use the lawnmower. Yeah, I saw when he was lifting his legs. I saw a little uh, bit I was of like, a... Oh, he needs the fucking lawnmower yeah. 2.0 for Manscaped. Use promo code <laughs> BIGHEADS. Get 20% off at Manscaped.com. All right, let's move on. Da- Again, David, thanks for your patronage. Thanks for... Thanks for the patronage. No thanks for your fucking movie choice. I, I hope your, your goddamn musical goes well. <laughs> it wasn't fucking awesome? It's fucking awesome. Yeah, well, that's really good. Listen to the Scotty Horror Podcast show over at Podcapers. You will hear us in there. We get lines in the musical. I will put a link in the show notes. Let's move on to some quick reviews and recommendations of things that are hot right now, things we've been watching. I wanted to get a uh, a, a ta- uh, catch up on where you guys are with Watchmen on ABC, uh, ABC HBO. Watchmen on ABC would be a very different I've seen show. them all, Imran. So five episodes are out. We're a little past halfway. It's only... Nine episodes. We're not going to spoil this because, Anthony, where are you at? I've only finished three episodes. So. Okay, so. Uh, Recently I, bought a Roku, though, so now I'm oh. actually watching these on a TV rather than on my laptop. So the Roku has the Disney Plus? Yeah, it also has HBO Go, which is what Watchmen's on. Yes, that's great. All right, so you're gonna get <laughs> you can get all your shit on the Roku. That's a good idea. So you picked the Roku finally after doing all your research. Picked the Roku, yeah. Out of all my research, I felt like that was the best one rather than Chromecast or a Fire Stick or buying an Apple. Nice. You'll have TV to let setup. us know about the Roku. They've been around for a while. I like Roku. And it's st- good. Yeah, still have pretty good market share in the streaming. I heard boxes. that the, their interface is the greatest. Oh, really? Oh, uh, it's very easy. Oh. And they get, you get a remote, which is big. Yeah, remote is. Can you talk to the remote? You can buy one with it. Yeah, okay, talking. Talk. I didn't buy that one. But okay, you can. you can also buy the, the. There's one where you can buy that's 4K. Talk to the remote, and you could plug in headphones so that if your partner is asleep, you can just watch. And it oh. shaves your balls. And it shaves your balls just like the lawnmower. No, it that would be the, that would be their collaboration with Manscaped. It'd be <laughs> Rokuscape. Rokuscape lawnmower yeah. 3.0. Right. Not only do you get Disney Plus, but your balls are going to stay fresh all day. Use promo code BigHeads to get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. <laughs> Won't work on that site. No. Uh, How many times have we plugged it? <laughs> like, I think right, we've like plugged, a thousand? We've plugged, like, a, we should a, really get a million dollars. It's because I'm a, I'm a user. I think that's like, this is true testimonial. Anthony uses the product, and you were excited to get this little package. I love that. So I wonder what our listeners Take it from Anthony. Listen, back to <laughs> fucking Watchmen. I'm not going to spoil anything, Anthony, but Rugs. What are your thoughts now? I still fucking love this show. They're doing some amazing no, I, world building. This this completely um, legitimizes what my gripe oh, was in the beginning. Oh shit! Because like, and I feel like that I have no interest in the in what happened in the beginning of the show. I'm like so into what's happening now. It was kind of a slow it's, start. It's gonna circle back yeah, at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. But like, I'm like, like what I what's going on with the. Uh, the the seventh cavalry yep, is yep. like is nothing. It's a blip on the radar yep. to like all this shit that all the new characters and yep. uh, all these things that are that are kind of oh we're talking about what happened here and what happened there that oh wow we're finally getting to that like that should have been the oh that's like so much more interesting. It was a slow so, kind of burn to start yeah, the so show. I, I felt it was an awkward thing, and I felt it was clickbaity to do it, mm. and I still stand behind that. It's like 100%. a bait and switch on their I, part. I yeah. appreciate Ruggs' is because uh, he was really holding back on not spoiling anything. I appreciate yeah. him being very ambiguous about what's going on in the plot. Just had yeah. to throw that out there. Listen, they do some. Well, are you being sarcastic? No, no. You were like, there's this thing that happens, and they should have done this earlier, and there's this other these new characters. 
You were very, you were, I could see that you were trying not to like spoil anything. They're doing an amazing that. job of going back and forth in the book, tying things up, the Ozymandia situation, tying well, in it, very good. It feels like Watchmen now. Oh, it feels, shit. It, he said it. It, feel, it feels like, it didn't feel like Watchmen before because yeah. I was like, one of the biggest uh, uh, criticisms of the show is that like the whole entire thing that happens with Watchmen is an entire city gets destroyed. Yes. And you know what? I don't appreciate them um, underplaying the amount of damage that was done. It was because, one squid in one city. Yes. But like in in the book, it says it destroys half of New York's population. Now, half of oh. New York's population, at, if you look it up online, yeah. was way more than they they and not counting people that were there that aren't don't live That's there. That's not a few million. It's more than a few it's million. More than it's a up few in million. the it's double digits. Well, look, speaking of the so, book and stuff, which would make it a huge. So that's why I was thinking they have to address that because that's such a huge horror. You know what I mean? So and the fact that they didn't start to show with that horror or how the the world has moved on or whatever any of those things. I it really bothered me. So I feel like at least maybe they're alluding to it now and or maybe like at some point they're going to get to it. So I'm like happy that I might get that. There's only four episodes left and I I appreciated the slow, mysterious, twisty way they got us into this cuz now I don't know how it's going to turn out, yeah. but I think it, it it feels more on track of what a Watchmen show should be. I feel like that that it's tied in more. Yeah. To the, to it's that book. fucking good. There's so many things to talk about. I can't wait to it's review well the whole done. season. Even yeah. the stuff that I didn't like yeah. was well done. Yeah. I just thought it was it, it was clickbaity or or off the mark or or I kind of like uh, a path that I didn't want to be on to begin with. Yeah. But I guess maybe it'll be worth it in the end. Who knows? So I mean, Lindelof has plans for one nine episode season and and with an end. So I can't wait to see where it goes. There is a cool accompanied website if you really want to get into the lore of the show and the book if you go to hbo.com slash pedipedia p-e-t-e-y p-e-d-i-a uh the age the one agent in the show that uh that uh what's her name Lori blake wants he's kind of like the really dorky skinny looking one right that she takes with him every episode you can read his memos his notes and there are some interesting backstories in here uh in in one of these things he kind of takes a subtle uh, uh jab at the movie the Zack snyder movie but it adds a whole level so there's like a case file for every episode so far uh and it's got more pictures and 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 more inf- information and i love when Shows do that on HBO, especially so. Pedipedia, uh okay. on HBO. Yeah, out. you can learn more. Uh, Anthony, I can't wait till you catch up, and uh, we'll continue to touch on this until it ends, and then I won't watch the whole thing or review the whole thing. It's fucking good so far. Absolutely, I will definitely catch up. Here's something we will spoil. Spoiler alert: The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. Second episode came out very quickly after, and really, I think their their strategy was let's give them. Two pieces of content real quick to suck them in because it kind I of. I think it was one episode. Yeah, they split because two. the second episode was only half an hour long. It was shorter Perfect. than the first episode. Perfect. Easy to watch. I'm happy. You know what Apple TV Plus did was those shows. They released the first three episodes of every show because apparently they have really slow starts to get people hooked. So Mandalorian Wednesday, Friday, all together. I think the eight episodes will last six hours, but we've only been given a little over an hour. And oh, shit. 
is Baby Yoda is the cutest fucking thing that's taken over the fucking internet. This second episode was great. It was directed by Rick Famuyiwa. Not a lot of dialogue, a lot of action. Fucking Jawas. I think Famuyiwa was one who did True Detective. He did that. He also did the movie Dope on Netflix, which is. And if you haven't seen True Detective, the first season, that's fucking massive. Have you seen the third season? Um, no. I heard it got better. I could not get through the second season. He was supposed to direct the Flash movie. He was at one point one of the guys that they ran through the seven directors to to direct the Flash movie. Anthony, you you saw both episodes. I have. Uh, what are your thoughts so far on uh, this Mandalorian? So far, I like it just because uh, as a non-fan it's easy to digest and it was it's super um quick it's something that I, I can plop in for a half hour 40 minutes and be done with and it doesn't require too much thinking yeah which is good because yeah. i don't like to think when it comes <laughs> to star wars yeah so overall i mean it was, it was it's good and i'm interested to see where it goes how does it end again uh at the, i forgot the very end they go there's the jawas the ship he gets in the ship and they take off because he's oh, okay. apparently going back to Werner Herzog. But right. do you think he's going to give up uh, the no. fucking asset? What's he going to no, do? Not. I'm not sure. He still has not removed his helmet. I think it's dope. Rugs, this, first of all, fucking Jawas from the original trilogy. I was so excited to see right. Mando just fucking punch Jawas in the face. And Are they from the original trilogy? They're from like the fucking, they were in the first Star Wars movie. It was one of the right. first characters you saw in fucking Star Wars. <laughs> they're so great. I love how he's just yanking them out of their ship and they're just dying. And uh, the subtitles were great uh, that he can kind of talk Jawa. And the fucking baby Yoda can use the force. Oh, oh my God. What is this mean? That's like a that's a no brainer. That was amazing. He's I mean, stopped. Yodas are embodiments of the they force. Are. They that's part of them the deal. Why they're trying to get this dude. They're trying to get the He's a weapon. I think that the cloners are trying to get because if you um look at the patch on that scientist arm that's with Werner Herzog, yes. it has the clone has the clone uh the Camino clone patch on there. So So you think this guy's a, a cloner or he's a clone? Or there's something to do with cloning. Well, they want to clone the baby Yoda um, species. We also know that Palpatine had clones made of him. Oh shit! We also know that there's cloning involved in the lot in a lot of the Star Wars. This stuff. may the be stormtroopers were all clones. Yep, yep, yep. So I think that it's a possibility that the broken Empire is trying to get this Yoda so they can clone him, and use him, and use him to make a new army to kind of get the the Empire back. Damn, that's pretty good. So now is Mando going to give him up? That's the question. No, absolutely not. The plot's over if he gives him up. Yeah. I feel, I kind of feel him, you know, kind of. It was it was so adorable how, like, we saw him walk and shit, and he kind of wanted to heal him, I think, and he kept putting, picking him up, putting him now, back in the carriage. I started doing math. Yes. Which is always bad. Oh, don't do math. Drugs. What are you doing? So he's 50 years old, uh, baby Owen. Yes. All right, now. Uh, the other Yoda, the one that we know, the real Yoda, he died at around like 900 years old. Or yes. Something. So if, for example, every 10 years is a year, oh. isn't it? Does that make sense? Uh, sure. So if he's five, if he's 50, he's really five. He's like five, he's five years old. Yeah. So a five year old Yoda would, should be able to talk. Ooh, he may start talking soon. So mm. I don't think he's an infant. I, I think he's I five years old. Cause and he's pretty big, yeah. 
for a baby Yoda. So like a, a regular Yoda is like maybe like two and a I half mean, I feet. Think he, he's already a foot tall. He's I think he's not a baby in his mo- or like in his persona, right? He's he's probably a young adult ish. I think or, he's maybe like a or five year old, year old who should yeah. start hmm, start talking. This is very nerdy. Who knows? I fucking <laughs> I love it. Rug boy Yoda man. I can't wait. <laughs> Let's see if it pans to out. To see what happens Fridays. Is that number is so random? Fifty. Why would they say fifty? Mean something. Why would they say fifty? Uh, no, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm excited. This show is fucking great. I love Nick Nolte's character. I have spoken. Yeah, I think I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go. It's fucking great, but I, I think it's a very solid start. And um, I'm excited about it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a solid start, and I think I'm intrigued to see where it goes. I'm I'm legitimately like, oh, this is this is fun. I think the fact that number one, that Boba Fett is not a true Mandalorian, yeah, and that he's just a dude, and so is Jango, his father, not a true Mandalorian. They just stole a Mandalorian's armor and pretended to be one. We finally get to see what a real fucking Mandalorian does. And uh, it's pretty badass. But, and, but he, like, he's also not great at being a bounty hunter. He gets beat up a lot in this episode, which I liked. He's not like overpowered. He doesn't have all the answers. Well, he's still a dude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, it, it reminds me a lot of like Indiana Jones. Yes. Like Indiana Jones gets his ass kicked all the time, but then he always kind of like rallies back and figures something out. Yep. Yeah. So it's kind of like in the same vein, which I like, which is the Lucas Spielberg uh, kind of classic. Uh, way of going about things. I mean, Favreau and uh, has has nailed the tone of keeping this. Let, in, let me ask you guys something Star real Wars quick. territory. Yeah, I read this online, but they're they're having the Star Wars. There's a Star Wars movie coming out. In, I think twenty twenty one, maybe uh, twenty twenty two or one or two was the next date. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, forget what's the next date, but it, that whatever. was going to be the Game of Thrones guys movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was going to be the Game of Thrones guys. Yep. Those guys are not doing it. Nope. So there's an open spot. They've already yep. said that. I think they read that Ryan Johnson's trilogy. This is not that. This is separate, right? So I read this online. Yeah. But what do you think of this? Because they've already um, greenlighted a season two, but that'll that's already probably going to start filming pretty soon. Yeah. What do you think of season one and season two being Kevin Feige's basic tryout to get to direct Star Wars? Oh, I thought uh, what I heard is they were looking at Favreau and Filoni to do the next Star Wars movie because of what they're doing here. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I would uh, give them the fucking movie. Uh, We have said, Ruggs, how long have we said give Dave Filoni a fucking Star Wars movie? He kills it every time he does anything Star Wars. He knows what he's doing. If you watch... Some of those fucking lightsaber battles. Star Wars in, Rebels, there's, per, there's all the good shit. There's some fucking amazing shit in that that's better than uh, the prequels. And Kevin Feige sure. said his Star Wars movie is still a ways away, but if Favreau wants it, I say give it to fucking but Favreau. Here's, and here's the only thing that I can read this online. What's the point of directing a movie when you have an awesome budget for a TV show yes. where you can tell a you much tell, more extended yeah, story? 12 hours of awesomeness. Yeah. Would he? It's just money. Right. Yeah. It's just how much money can they get? Right. Like, can they get a billion dollars um, or whatever? How much million? How many? Like, they could probably make 500 million and pocket that. Right. Whereas for them to get subscriptions, they have to wait a few years to get that 500 mm, that's million. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah and, and there's still a ton of clout in being a guy that directed a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Like, you could yeah. do a TV show and it could be great. Yeah. But realistically, you're going to get remembered more for doing a movie. Yeah. Well, it's like one of those things that you could sit down and watch in two hours and like get the whole piece of art yeah. in one shot. Yeah. Right. 
and then um, it's it's a more of a self contained thing. I don't know. It, it, I, I like it both, but yeah. it's beautiful. The, movie, I mean, the the show is. I mean, I'm astounded that this is this is now the standard for TV. Like Game of Thrones, obviously set it yeah, a little bit yeah. with how it looks, but yeah. like this and Mandalorian, and there's probably a bunch of other things that are out right now, but. There's a new standard now for TV. Oh, like yeah. that, that, that CW look yeah. is is going to go away. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's that only works on tired. network. Yeah. Even then, like the network TV shows yeah. that like we're used to, like that's all. I feel like that's going to be very However, tired you very s- soon. You still have Dick Wolf's universe living strong. He's making the same show over and over again. He has for years. You know, your Law and Orders aren't going anywhere. All the Chicago shows. There's nothing wrong with that. People, there's nothing still, wrong there's, with shows there's still, like that. Like Empire, there's still a market and audience for that. But yeah. uh, this has proven that you can, and you can, you know, vary the length. You can put all this money in, in there and make it awesome. I wanted to mention. I keep forgetting at the end credits. The concept art they show in the end credits is fucking gorgeous. Like it made me want to like do Mandalorian Star Wars art. Like, oh, it's like I want to. It's fucking. It's so. <laughs> it just looks so cool. It's so inspiring. Uh, it's some of my best parts of the show is just that fucking art over the credits at the end. Now I know the answer to this is no, but did you watch the Mandalorian video I sent you? No. Okay. <laughs> you explained what they were last episode. I felt caught up. I felt like no, oh, I just because like there's <laughs> some, no because there's like footage of like uh, the uh, cartoon in there. Well, there's another Star Wars thing I want to talk about because Star Wars last week had a very very good week along with the Disney Plus, and they're gonna keep this momentum going until rise of the skywalker comes out not only is the mandalorian out but the new star wars jedi fallen order game came out and i impulsively may have ordered the game last weekend and played a couple hours of it already and it's fucking good it's like tomb raider and uncharted and prince of persia meets star wars there's exploration there's puzzles there's combat great story first person uh i'm having a lot of fun it's like playing an awesome star wars movie you play a redhead dude you play a redhead dude that's played by cameron monahan who played the joker in gotham also from shameless does a great job his name is cal so the game takes place in between episodes three and four after the jedi council has been eliminated and the empire is on the rise before you know a new hope and so this guy is hiding out because he's a jedi and the story goes from there uh it's it's really gorgeous the music is amazing. The Star Wars music gets you in the game. I never played like Battle uh Star Wars Battlefront or the other like battle games, but this is more my speed like a story uh in Star Wars like you're playing a movie. Uh it's kind of open world, but it's also there is a, a path and There was and a cool game called Jedi Unleashed or something That's, like uh, that. I've heard though. a lot of people talk about that too. Yeah, that was a really badass game, and you and Darth Vader was in it a lot. It was pretty. I cool. need to find more time to play this because it really sucked me in. It's very good. I don't understand how you have that much time. <laughs> I don't have any time. I've only had two hours, and every time I'm like, "Fuck, I can't play it now." Hey, maybe over the Thanksgiving break, I'll have some time to dig in. Uh, and then the other thing I want to mention: things that are out that people should look out for that they can enjoy. The show Toys That Made Us on Netflix, amazing oh, I show. Saw the yeah, I have to. I have to check that out. You guys, I was in a chat where uh, this was being talked about, and I feel like now I should watch it. It has toys from everyone's childhood. The stories behind them. Season three just came out. There's short seasons. Power Rangers. One. There's uh, this season: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, My Little Pony, and WWE toys. Uh, 
Good Some, show. It, it's a great show. The information is there. Some people may find the narrator a little bit obnoxious. Yeah, that's the worst part. It's about a little it. like TMZ the way hmm. it's done and cut. Yeah, you know that's weird. But the 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 nostalgia and the stories, the shit you didn't know. Is all there? It's and there's some really interesting shit. A lot of things connect with these different toy lines. A lot of the guys, people work for different companies. But Anthony, watch. Uh, they're only like half an hour episodes, one hour. But each season only has four episodes. And I'm telling you, oh wow, yeah, you will find toys that you grew up with that you didn't know the the story of and how they were made. Sometimes even the ones that you're not interested in, and the I watch all of them. I watch the My Little Pony and the Barbie ones. They're fucking fascinating. It's very. I mean, I really enjoyed the show Toy Hunter when it was yes, out. Yes. So I, I do think I might enjoy this. This definitely, oh, you'll definitely. I, it love fills it. that niche of like nostalgia and toy stories of your favorite toys. I just got to find the time. Yeah, the TMNT one was so good. It's like because Eastman and Laird are in it and they're talking about. Oh, they were don't, don't spoil it, Jesus Christ. Sorry. I just love seeing them <laughs> together because they hadn't been talking. They were kind of broke apart for a long time. And to just see the full circle is fucking great. That meant a lot if we, to me. If we put the fucking nickel in you, you just get going and you tell the entire goddamn plot. Uh, okay, here's stuff I can't spoil because I haven't seen it because it's not out yet. But you can check out Martin Scorsese's The Irishman three-hour epic this week on Netflix, November 27th. Nice. Looking forward to that. Yeah. On Netflix? Netflix, November 27th. Wow. And on the DC Universe no, no, app. No TV or no movie release, huh? It, no, it's out in the theaters. Limited release. It came out oh, early this, this month. But it, it. it's only in like LA and New York. Oh, okay. And only in a few theaters. They're just trying to get Oscar. Yes, just to they could be uh, considered for Oscar nominations. Apparently, De Niro is amazing in this. The de aging is amazing. I can't wait to watch the fucking Nef- Irishman. Uh, and then remember the DC Universe app. It's still a thing, believe it or not. Still releasing new content. The Harley Quinn adult cartoon will oh, be God. out November 29th. Oh, I meant for you guys to watch this trailer. They put out a new trailer. I saw it. The trailer is interesting. There's a lot of blood and swearing. Just straight up fucking swearing from Harley Quinn. Fully R-rated. I cannot wait to see this. This is something different. But do you like like Harley Quinn? Uh, she's of course fine. she does. Like I find I like I always found her character to be annoying. Yeah. And uh I liked I thought it was kitschy in the cartoon. Yeah. With uh the that whole the original like, uh, Harley Quinn from yeah, Batman yeah, the animated the, series. Animated series. Yeah. But every subsequent version I've hated until Margot Robbie yeah. just made her hot. Yeah. And without Margot Robbie being hot, I feel like I don't give a fuck about it. Here's what intrigues me about this. I think Kaylee, Kaylee Cuoco, Big Bang Theory, is doing this. So that's kind of a neat twist. This girl who played Penny, this, you know, fresh network girl, she gets to unleash and get really dirty and swear. Apparently there's a joke where she thinks Batman was named Batman because he fucks bats. And like oh, that's in the show, so it's violent. All the but DC characters are in there, like all the villains. Batman's in there, and for them to put out, they, you know, they kill in animation. They've put out like an R-rated Joker, but for them to put out yeah, a real R-rated cartoon, cartoon is 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 interesting yes. because Batman's in. Yes. But I find her character to be annoying. Well, yeah, show's not for him. It's not for yeah. you. <laughs> It's who is it for though? Because I is, don't know. I'm not. Is, I'm just saying. I'm not that jazzed about it. This That's is all. an adult. I mean, I like adult cartoons. And as you've seen on Netflix, the trend is for just adult raunchy cartoons are everywhere these days. Uh, and, I still got to finish Big Mouth. Yeah, Big Mouth. There's a new season of that, and F is for Family is also very raunchy and 
an adult. And so to, for them to go this adult in animation with their DC characters, like, I, I mean, got to Did you this. see the last Batman and Harley Quinn movie where he, no. she fucks Robin? No, I did not see that. But this is a straight up comedy also. So you have like a comedy aspect, swearing, violence. I don't know. It's obviously a comedy. So, yeah, you know, anyways, that's stuff to do uh, to watch this week. Let's do some news from the nation. We'll wrap it up. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. My balls was hot. <laughs> Lisa Morrison checking in. She comments on our Facebook group, Chuck and Nerd Nation. Watching Rogue One again, I forgot how much I liked it. It's like The Mandalorian has the gritty feel of the original trilogy that's missing from the prequels and episodes seven and eight. Like Rugberto Bambino said, I think it works better because it's not about the Skywalkers. Just really. Enjoying watching again. Looking forward to the Cassian Andor show. Uh, this is another thing the Mandalorian made me realize. I really, I'm not a fan of the new shit. I realized after watching this because the Porgs, they're cute. I don't really like them. Fucking Baby Yoda is the best thing they've ever done. Baby Yoda is the cutest, best fucking Star Wars thing. I, I got a quick comment. Yeah. Rogue One was my favorite of the new, new yes, stuff I've I seen. I agree. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because it has has that feeling of the OT. Of the what? The original trilogy. I would have oh, liked that's not to why have seen for me, but okay. Okay. Gareth Edwards' uh, first version, because I, I have a feeling it probably was even more far away from Star Wars that we... Uh, the ending was completely redone, the third act, by yeah. the writer. And they just right. they told him to stay home. We'll finish this. Don't worry. Right. So I would like to have seen what he'd done, because I, I feel like he was doing some kind of weird like, war movie. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I I enjoyed that. And I enjoy the, like the war aspect. I enjoyed the way it was shot. I think it was beautifully shot. Yeah, and I also enjoyed like the little bit where um was it Donnie Yen? Yes, is saying the like let the, the forces I am one with, with the me. force. The yeah. force is one with me. Like almost like praying to yes, it. I thought that was a very interesting yeah. idea. It was a neat look into the like the Jedi religion. Right. At the I time. like the idea of like yeah, Jedi religion. So if you like Rogue One, that uh, Diego Luna plays Cassian Andor, they're gonna give that character. A show on Disney Plus, obviously before. Spoiler alert! At the end, he dies at the end of that movie. Everyone knows, we know now. But <laughs> I think that will be uh, interesting because they had a great droid in it. Also, the droid was really fun. Yeah, was that I think that was Alan Tudyk playing the droid. That's right. Yeah. Do you think IG Eleven's coming back in the Mandalorian? I I can't believe they used Taika Waititi's droid for one episode, and that was it. I don't know. I like got nothing. It. I got no opinion. I want more. Joey Austin comments in the last episode when discussing the Mandalorian. It was mentioned that Yoda was the creation of the Force. Could this be the reincarnation of Yoda? Mmm, back from the dead I am. Mm. <laughs> well, we all know that there's Yaddle, which is another. But Yoda. was Yaddle his sister or like his girlfriend? I don't know, but the point is that could be more than one Yoda. So could Yoda so have fucked Yaddle? They, they don't have to. They don't have to be related. What if Yoda and Yaddle had sex, and this is the baby. Um, dang. Isn't that how it works? 
sometimes. Anything is possible. <laughs> and then, fi- but I yeah. believe that Yodas can be born without parents. Uh, I mean, I'm not. There's no like lore. No, there isn't. That That's up. the. They're so, creating it now. Something. So it's a possibility. Something that Star Wars fans had no idea about for the last forty years. They are adding this fucking mythology. It's amazing. Uh, and then finally, Fiddlesticks Winterbottom the Third shared a link saying. Ruggs was joking about selling Disney Plus clothes on the street of New York City, but it is a thing. $3 for a hacked membership that only costs you $7 legitimately doesn't seem like a great deal. Disney also already issuing a statement saying this: there's no breach of security and everything's fine. We found no evidence of a security breach. But apparently on Reddit, you could buy uh, Disney Plus codes for $3, Anthony. you think? What do you think? Good deal? Sure. <laughs> Going to Reddit to buy your... He's yes. on his phone right now. <laughs> Stop shaving your balls with the lawnmower 2.0. I'm using the discount code. Say, big oh, heads. big heads. 20% yeah. off free shipping. All right, look. That's it for this week, listener. Visit the uh, show notes, jockinner.com slash 303 to take advantage of all of our affiliate links, sponsor deals, everything we talked about. The holidays are coming. We could save you some money. We can get you some good gifts. Should we... Um Wish the listener a happy Thanksgiving. This was thanks in the U.S. listener. For the U.S. listeners, have a great Thanksgiving this week. Rugs, where can the listener find you online? You can find me <laughs> Twitter at really Rugboy, where I'm just tweeting my little no penis. No penis. <laughs> Trim your shit up with a fucking hot glue. Uh, also, give us some Apple podcast ratings. We're trying to get to 200. We're at 103. Let's get there. Yeah, come on, guys. Give us a Christmas present. That's the Christmas present you can give us. You can get us on uh, to 200 because it's just a goal that we have. <laughs> yes. Let us fucking get there. Seriously. We're, we're close. Just do it, and then we can be official reviewers in Rotten Tomatoes. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. I'll peep you next time. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> fuck what? that show. What? What? Talking nerd. You're still here? You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Go. Go home. It's over. Get out of here. Go home. All right? Leave. Leave. I'm calling the cops. Get out of here. Get out. Well, I, it, the ending of Ferris Wheel wasn't that long a thing, but uh, go, go, get the fuck out. Uh, he didn't say that either, but that's me ad-libbing. Okay, just go, 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 go.